0: i'm gonna just bring us in because this is gonna be a lot to talk about i don't want to waste too much time talking uh you're listening to post Cred depression my name's mariah and my fun fact is that i saw this tiktok on how to make paper stars and i've been making paper stars every day so if anybody wants a little origami paper stars i'm like a pro at them i watched one tiktok at kaylee's and i memorized it like that my neuroversion brain was like
1: may i stars. have some of the variety of colors
0: yeah i will i will get different color paper I'm i don't want do a bunch neon. Of paper stars. I okay. prefer
1: Muted or Pastel. I got you. Thank you. My fun fact is I'm going to Cancun. Who are name? you? What's your name? What's your name? It. Say it again. You didn't say your name. I, you. I did. Playback. Say it again. Say it again. I, I, will, I shall say it again. It is the second time I've listed my name. It's Kaylin. <laughs> okay, what's your name? Sometimes Kalen doesn't say her name, and
0: I'm like, one day we're going to have a it. special guest on the pod, and, and they're, they're going to think it's Kaylin, but it's not.
1: You too. YouTube. I said it backwards. I said, I'm going to Cancun and my name is Kaylin. And the fact that y'all made me repeat not We're only my ready. Name, but also We are ready
0: impact. to jump on you. <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> my name's Kinsey and I just started a YouTube channel a few weeks ago, but just made, Where my, first, use that one? But just
1: made my first
2: video last night. Fuck you. Oh,
1: it. that's kind of a run-on fun fact.
2: Fuck you, Kaylin. Yeah. It's just kind of a boring.
0: Caitlin type. said y'all jumped on me so I'm ready.
1: I know. Yeah, she said. Yeah, I was actually supportive of the stars but I actually keep them. All right, everyone we no, should I'm say what we
2: stars. Are. We should say what names we wrote today for the episode. Uh,
0: yeah, we were all creative this time. We were all creative this week. Um usually there's always one of us that either doesn't fit the theme. It's usually me. Um or one of us just aren't as creative. Um my Oh, <laughs> one of small, us. Before well, exactly. before we sing okay. it, I sure. need Kaylin to tell us what we're watching because if you're listening in order, last week's episode said we were watching something different than what we are watching.
1: That is true. We put it off. So, um, please, we, Kaylin, share with us. We, we, we changed our mind because our favorite anime of all time is because Attack Kids on the Titan. Yeah, and we finished the finale and I was like, you know, that is a really good idea. Let's just go ahead and get it out of the way and it's like a good timing for it. Um also just to let you guys know, this isn't necessarily just my episode, it's our episode because like we've all claimed this fucking anime. So it is my episode, but also it's not. I will be saying my thoughts and I want questions asked towards me too, please. Caitlin yeah. gets the uh, honor. Kaylin's because she brought it to our bit yes a little bit of a little But of not mine anymore. It's all of our baby yes
0: of um, so my Yes. Name- is um and my man, thank you to my man in parentheses. The name Levi. in
1: our uh recording thing, guys. Just just to remind yeah. you, we'll, we get to name ourselves as we log in. So here Can we go. We tell them every week.
0: Raya? Yeah, it's um and my man, thank you to my man, uh in parentheses Levi. If Kinsey would like to sing it for me, she really hits the tone best.
2: And my man, thank you to my man Levi.
1: <laughs> I didn't even know it was supposed to be sung.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a TikTok audio. <laughs>
2: That's mine funny. is Gene still got Mikasa. A win's a win. And you
1: mispronounce that. Is Jean. Oh. Jean still got I'm Mikasa. I'm just
0: banging my head against win. the mic with Caitlin.
1: You know what? I'm aggressive. <laughs> uh, mine, is... <laughs> <laughs> mine is four years in the cabin, smut.
2: It's all I've been thinking. If you about. know, you know. Oh, wait. I got a TikTok just for that. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs>
0: Dang, I'm getting Mario, I'm getting yelled dead at because I used my girlfriend's plate at work and didn't clean it. I'm getting yelled at.
1: You just kind of deserve that. I'd yell this at you. Like this is like
0: the second or third time. I'll take the L.
1: Okay, I have been with this anime ever since it started airing in 2013, and it was literally like my little brother's favorite. Like literally, he would YouTube so much Attack on Titan stuff as much as he could find. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away before season two like came out. But like, I'd like to think that like in a way, he still can watch it. But Um, I remember season one being great, but, like, I felt very confused after watching it. Like, I felt like there was a lot of unanswered questions. And so when season two came out many years later, because there was a huge hiatus, I was like, let me go ahead and watch it, you know? Like, if anything, just watch it on behalf of him, because, like, I know he loved it. And it is the best show of all time. And then I met Kinsey. It was... Right after season three, part one came out and I caught her all up before season three, part two came out. And then um, when season four, part one came out was right around the time Mariah started like coming actually a little bit before that. So we were rewatching the whole show before that season came out and Mariah would come in and the first episode she saw was uh, season two when Aaron was being kidnapped by Reiner and stuff but then what right you want to take this part away what got you hooked <coughs> yeah um, who was it, right yeah
0: so i actually would see kalen watching this on in the break room at work and i did come in i was like look i'm watching this anime and i came in and i was like what's happening why is he kidnapped what's happening why is he holding them like this <laughs> all these questions cuz i didn't know what's happening and i said you know what i'm going to let them watch your show i just didn't want to be home i wanted to be in the presence of my friends and then i sat my butt down <laughs> the next episode began and i see sir levi ackerman himself
1: this was universal in all the episodes
0: <laughs> flying through the streets running away from kenny himself on his odm gear and i was immediately hooked i was like who is that man and Kenzie looked at me and she said that's that's levi ackerman and I said, I said that's my man i'm sad
1: that's my man out of all of the 70 something 80 something episodes honestly that one like that is like top one of i mean i know that the beast titan scene is probably a lot of people's tops but like that animation though is probably top of levi's
0: yeah i would agree,
1: I would agree. Kenzie, do you have any words to share about discovering attack on titan
2: well i was about to say did you didn't you just watch the scene where he was busting up like with one leg at the end of the movie
1: like that? Was no, really- no no no
2: no. i said I it's feel- one of the
0: tops yeah, still i still think that's scene that i've seen is one of the best Something yeah, no, about no. that animation of his body flying this way while the, the walls were this way, foreshortened with his foot was, kind of like coming at you first. Yeah, uh,
2: and, I mean, I still agree with y'all. I'm just saying, no, emotionally, mm-hmm.
1: even some of the other scenes like the Beast Titan ones or even like the finale, Beast I, I got me fucked up.
2: I'm but saying I'm animation,
1: sure. like purely My animation.
2: Opinion <laughs> about this show, yeah. Kayla. I-, I didn't ask I- opinion, we we're talking about introduction. <laughs> My opinion, I was trying to say, like, what what? my introduction to Attack on Titan, bro, yeah, so my opinion about it. okay, so you suck my fucking dick. Anyways. I'm
1: sorry, I'm gonna just go.
2: I, you know what, Kayla's just gonna be rowdy this whole episode, I've determined. I, you know
1: what, y'all, yeah, it's a foreplay yeah. of all the banter, of, like, we left, because like, I was so tired from year. work, and y'all got me razzed.
2: I'm sitting here sophomore year, just existing, Kayla and I actually were, like, just becoming friends at this time and she shows me on Time, and time and she says for real dude like we have to start with season 2 and
1: I'm your like, ex was kind of dumb saying it sucks too like, so you never like watched it when it was like when you were interested in it at first and i was i was like what
2: do you what do you mean we got to start with season 2 she's just fucking listen to me and watch it i was like okay little did she know because Calen was like really stereotypical and like judgmental of me when we first met she didn't know i was already a devoted anime watcher i watched 700 episodes of Naruto like i would have watched season 1 i don't have kaylin at the time would only watch short animes besides attack on titan so she was trying and to it was. Me.
1: she was the first friend the i community. tried to show and everyone would drop it in season one so it was not actually you it was the fact that i had seen season one so many times trying to show people and they would drop it before even episode 10 and i was like sick of it so i was like you know what i know for sure if i show a friend season two they can't drop it but yeah, so that was rude me two. i agree and i apologize it was really
2: good I was like, this is fucking crazy. And then I was like, okay, well, let's go back to season one. So I had to like start all over basically. And I was like, luckily, I will say, I knew what was going on because of season two. But I told Kaylin, Kaylin, I for sure absolutely would have watched this show if you showed me season one. I would have been so intrigued on what's going on. She was like, Willie, really? are you sure? But whatever, yeah. It was a phenomenal show. It became, at the time, Caitlin and I's show where we watched season three, part two together, right? Mm-hmm. I always call it season four because it's like a green... Yeah, green we,
1: we, we watched all the way up. It was like right after, you know, Historia is aired, Queen, and... um
2: Yeah, and we were working at Cedar Point together, so we watched every week by motherfucking week,
1: girl. We watched him. We started the season on your iPad, and we finished the season on your dad's humongous TV, which at the time the couch was so close, I felt like I was in the theater. I
2: know <laughs> that was literally amazing because my dad had a giant TV and we had a big ass couch. Kayla and I were like straight up vegging out on this couch, bro. We
1: I had watched all of Attack on Titan on my phone, like mostly <laughs> up until like when I had that experience at your dad's house that summer and just your TV when you lived with me immediately junior year i invested uh because tvs uh for some reason dropped significantly in price altogether like even in just recent years they used to be like couldn't get a 50 inch without spending over five six hundred dollars but i got mine for 250 it's not the smartest tv but it's smart enough to play anime and it's big and i was like you really got to just watch shit on a bigger screen it's beautiful you do
2: but, yeah, that was my intro to Attack on Titan. It became the love of my life uh, when Kaylin showed me season two. And I thought the storytelling was so good. I was in love with the characters. And now we're here. I
1: think it's so funny, though. Like When you guys watched it, present. I could see. I'm sorry.
0: Bro, I not only, like, I binged the fuck out of that show. Because you were already on season three. And I said, I'm going to watch the show. And I started from the beginning. And I caught up to the end of season three part two by the time you were also on the last couple episodes of season three part two.
1: I know this has been a very beautiful friendship and it was funny because Mariah and I like Kinsey moved very far away and we were struggling with getting a day where all of us were off very close after the um, finale, the very last uh, movie part uh, season three part or season four part three part two, you know, whatever the fuck. Um, and Mariah and I both admitted to each other that we had considered to avoid spoilers watching it by ourselves, but how we both were just like, nope, it won't be the same if we don't watch it with our homies. Let me tell you, all when we would watch it in the apartment, uh, like all of season four, I would hear the neighbors yelling over the Super Bowl because it was Sundays and we were yelling over like Mikasa, like killing uh, scouts and shit. <laughs> Bro,
0: we watched the first episode at like two in the morning of season four.
1: I know, but we were think. yelling, dude. We were, we were like, let's go sweat. get some
0: snacks. And we were. We were yelling.
1: It was crazy. I know. know. And uh, something about as bittersweet as, like, you know, it wraps up and it's done. But, like, all good things, like, literally must come to an end. And I'd rather, like, the fact that this Arthur is so successful, this anime, and chose to keep the story as he envisioned it and, like, end it instead of drag it on forever. There's nothing wrong with long animes. I have come to know. Kenzie loves Naruto. I eventually actually want to give One Piece a chance. But, like, at the end of the day, I do like a beginning, middle, end story. And I feel like those episodes are kind of, like, arcs and episodes of the week. And so, Taylor, sometimes I'm
0: going to need you to use your words more wisely. <laughs> yeah. We're
2: at
1: the beginning. Maybe <laughs> we don't want to cry right now. But uh, you, do you see my point about, like, the, the fact that this story, it is beginning, middle, end. Like, for example, One Piece, they might be saving, like, this town from this you know, crazy dictator one week, and then the next week, mm-hmm. you know, they're, like, goofing off on a different island. It's not really, it's just, like, more shit's happening. And I'm not saying the arcs aren't cool or that they don't have beginning, middle, or ends, but, like, I'm happy Attack on Time just was its its thing. And it, Bro, it- every
2: episode was always important. There was not ever an episode just to fuck around. And it. you're right. Like, it had its purpose, it had its intention, and it kept my attention the mm-hmm. entire time
1: in the entire time i love the word intention and that's the thing is like he even said he was actually apologetic about the ending which in my opinion which we'll get to flawless it's a flawless story beginning middle end all of it is perfect um and he kept apologizing and the fans were like don't apologize dude but he was apologizing because he's like i know it's not what you guys wanted but he's like it's the ending that i sought out when i started writing the story and he said i thought of different ways to end it but i couldn't deviate from the original point that i was trying to make which you know was this whole looping thing and about you know hate and shit but like you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah wow well no i will agree like i mean there's a lot of stories that don't it feels like when he started the story he knew how he wanted it to end he was like i know my goals with this tale and a lot of people either start with that intention and then they're like, "Well, it's going so good, let's stretch it out." Or somebody else pitches a new idea and they keep it going for whatever I feel like a reason. Lot of don't
1: know the ending.
0: Yeah, and I feel like he started this knowing what his purpose was, his ending was, and the point of the story was supposed to be.
2: Something that's been on my mind about like the entirety of Attack on Titan in the first place is like in the past, when I would watch this with Kaylin, the amount of sadness that would come to me watching our characters suffer just to find out the truth, only to find oh out that they had God. to suffer five times harder knowing what was outside of those walls. Infinitely the,
1: harder, honestly. Yeah, with
2: the rumbling and all the things that happened with it, it makes me sad because they genuinely could have just lived the rest of their lives, like their human lives, not knowing and probably just enjoyed it for what it was. Well, but yeah, it would have
1: still came to some sort of like, conflict because the whole world still wanted them eradicated
2: well yeah I'm just saying like I feel like watching your friends die from somebody killing you wasn't going to be as painful compared to having to stop your friend from killing the entire world you know like having to do it yourself compared to just having an external force do it to you still both are incredibly upsetting I'm just saying like I don't know it felt it felt 10 times harder emotionally for me to watch Mm -hmm. them go through more pain after finding out the truth outside the wall, and it made me want them not to have to know it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mariah, do you have anything you want to say? I didn't, I didn't want to spend the whole episode talking. I wanted to give you some chances, too. <laughs> Sorry. Because I could go on for a very long time. Uh,
0: no, I didn't have anything to go after what Kinzie had just said. Uh, we're okay, good good. feel free to cut me
1: off whenever, because I know I have a lot to say. Um, I think yeah. it's interesting how the pain does change, like you said, and how originally it was like at the time in 2013, this was like right after, you know, World War Z and all of those fucking zombie and Walking Dead, like lots of zombie shit. So for me seeing Attack on Titan, it was kind of this other numbing show where people are getting eaten and it's it felt very apocalyptic because we didn't know there was life outside of the walls. We kind of thought the whole world was taken over and the walls didn't make sense of how they were built. Like the mysteries too just like i don't know how this man's mind work he's got such a high iq to make such intricate like loops and you know shit like that
0: but is this your first like intricate anime post like i know you watched it younger so like inuyasha and then what was the feeling between inuyasha and attack on titan like what anime were you watching in that time
1: i was simultaneously watching full metal and inuyasha and then attack on titan Came out, but then on hiatus it left, and I remember actually kind of struggling to find animes. I was like juggling a few, and oh my god, now it's just like I feel like anime quality has like gone up, like the storytelling. Yeah, just because
0: like I feel like the genre that Attack on Titan falls under, it's it's very rare to find. Like you said, it was like in the midst of this like zombie apocalypse esque theme. Like it, it's a whole world building that doesn't exist. Oh yeah, in there's some High School of the Dead that, that had came out
1: at the time. Um, Attack on Titan will change anime forever. Like, the fact that it upped the bar so high, like, I can't see,
0: I can't yeah, I mean, it, no, the world building of Attack on Titan doesn't exist in a lot of anime. Like, it does, like, an Attack on yeah, Titan. Yeah, or
1: the reality, like, because honestly, when I first watched season one, think of, like, think of a goofier anime where, like, the story's semi-serious, but, like, a main character might get, like, uh, like kawaii kicked through like three walls and like get up perfectly fine and they're like yeah i'm ready to get back to fighting like yeah. this world had gravity if you fell or your odium gear ran out of gas you're fucking dead and yeah. something about like getting to know this world it felt it didn't feel like i was even watching a cartoon it felt like real fucking people and i i've just noticed since attack on titans like return from hiatus and we got season two season three and like kinsey said this unveiling of truths and pain from it and like all this other shit I'm seeing higher quality shows come out. Like Jujutsu Kaisen, I haven't seen it yet, but the reviews look great. Um Demon Slayer, like it has I just, nothing I was, on
0: Attack on Titan. I don't care who anyone says JJK has nothing on attack on Titan.
1: But I would say that like the storytelling still just has a lot more of a serious, like adult, like oh, yes. real world shit to it. Like and even like the for example, like I feel like Full Metal well, I feel like the most adult thing from maybe some older generations might be Berserk. That one felt fairly grounded, but like you know, and has deep plot. Um, But a lot of the anime at the time were like, you know, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, which I love Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. It just doesn't have this, like, terribly grounded reality. Like, it's got a little bit of I think Attack
2: on Titan has such pure humanity to it. Yes. Like, that's the thing. Like, the deaths are real. The people are real. The the way people think and act are, are real. You know what I'm saying? Like, his storytelling, the reason why I feel so immersed mm-hmm. in it is because it feels like real situations. I know Titans don't exist. I know all that stuff, but like. But the empathy
1: he, you have. Yeah, for the way
2: it. he gets into power dynamics with political systems, you know, familial systems, you know, like just for good versus evil bullshit. Like he really goes into it with such a human touch. And he's just like, I mean, I remember just learning about Marley and be like, fuck Marley bitch and Caitlin was like slow down you don't know me. you know." And when I, like I didn't know anything I didn't know because she was just telling me about the monk. and I was like fuck those bitches we're gonna kill off them and then, <laughs> and then I actually like walk into the Marleyan camp and like find out more about what kind of people there are like uh, Gabby and Falco and all these other fuckers yeah. peak and it's- it opened up such a new reality to me of like when you watch Lots of animes or lots of shows, and there's always good versus evil. I've always loved shows that make me empathize with the bad yeah. guy, but Attack on Titan for the first time made me completely empathize with the antagonist and come to a conclusion that it's a misunderstanding, miscommunication. It's just this loop of hate that mis-
1: can't really mis- be ended.
2: Power, do you know what I'm saying? Like between two groups of people that want to survive and a cyclical nature of hate just feeding itself over and over again. Yeah, like, the, the story
0: first- of Attack on Titan, you can minimize it to a simple, like, two friends, like, or two acquaintances having a miscommunication. Like, you can empathize with that in so many, like, degrees of how yeah, the story is really told.
1: Characters that we see on both sides where, like, they don't want to be in this fight, but, like, they're trying to survive, too, and it's definitely, like, war and commentary on that. Colin and I, we were just watching an episode, and It was uh, when Gabby saves the blonde little girl that, you know, ended up hating her for killing Sasha. She wanted Gabby to die. She's like, you killed my big sister. And the blonde girl was about to get eaten by one of the Titans that was in, you know, after the rumbling, you guys remember. And Gabby comes in, saves her with that gun, which this is actually a scene. This is the first time I've rewatched it. So I was like reminded of the scene. And um, they all save her because um, the scouts were like, Aren't you the one that killed Sasha, we're gonna arrest you. And they're like, no, we're family. We're all family. Like, she's good. You know, she's with us. And Colin's like, uh, because the dad was like looking out for her. He's like, hey, we're gonna come along with us for now, but you go find Falco and run. And he's like, why is the dad helping? Didn't didn't this girl kill her daughter? And I'm like, did you miss the point? I was like, the dad does not see black and white. The dad understands that, like, Gabby was triggered, like, for being invaded. Her home was invaded. So it's like, the loop will continue. And I, I just feel like Gabby's a really great uh, character written in the show for showing that, like, um, the loop of hate being, like, stopped. You know, it did.
2: She's exactly what Aaron should have been. Like, he Mm -hmm. should have learned, but he didn't. And he was like, I'm just gonna kill everybody. You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, even even the dad, it's like, he said that Sasha went out into, like, his analogy was like the woods. He said the world is uh, woods and she wandered too far. Like basically saying like she kept going to war and kept fighting and killing people. So even though he's sad that his daughter died, he's like, you know, she went killing people and she got killed. You know, like, ah, oh,
2: I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sad. like it's not that he doesn't care about his daughter dying, but like that's the reality of it. And I, I don't know. I feel like Isiyama's so good at like showing the rawness. I feel like people are so easy to just go, I'm good. You're bad. you're bad i'm gonna i'm gonna dehumanize you for the things that you're doing, even though technically we could be doing the exact same things to you, but because we're on our side, we're not gonna feel bad about it you know mm-hmm. and he's just like she did enter a place where she was putting herself in <clears> danger <throat> um but he's like still proud of her he's like that's just the reality of it, like animals die in the wild all the time yeah. you know what i'm saying i also i think talk it is about- like the. Oh,
0: they like human like giving both like the way he gives both sides of the characters, the personality, the emotions, and the understanding like he could have told the story and not gave us an understanding of how the other people thought or processed, or you know he could have just told yeah. us Aaron Misa armin's story, but the fact like that was to really tell it, he was like, you know this is the truth, like he made everyone human, not just the heroes and not just the protagonists.
1: And I think what makes actually both sides evil are the people in power and wanting more greeds. The wall had those people and the Marlins had those people and the world had those people. And they use the people and the soldiers on a fear-based, like pointing fingers like that, dehumanizing one another, and that's where you get war, really. Um I also want to just mention that I know that this show gets um hate for the fact that um one of the power systems in the show is turning into monsters or aka like titans and that uh the people of your mirror can turn into them you know i would argue i've seen lots of shows where transformation and turning into monsters or demons or literal devils like happen all the time and that the show is still very important for like acknowledging differences or being afraid of one another because like you know i don't think that that's what makes the show like it doesn't make it any bad if anything it like highlights parts of humanity where we like already point fingers at us for being different
2: yeah i think the issue is like people and i don't agree with their opinion about this they're like because these groups of people are being given armbands and then have the ability to turn into monsters they're like oh it's anti-semitic because you're comparing Jewish people to monsters and it's like bro right now we're in a fictional universe where these people happen to be able to turn into monsters which by the way Ymir was able to control all of the titans okay with the founding power so those titans wouldn't be doing anything bad in this fictional world if the founding titan whoever possesses it would actually use their power for good, but we have all those politics on the side of the wall where the king doesn't want the people. The renounce of war, like the he didn't want the Eldians to know the truth about how they escaped that island, right? Like there's all these reasons why he doesn't choose to use the founding power to make sure that real life Titans don't kill people. Okay, but anyways, it's like it's not comparing those people to monsters. That's not what it's about. It's a it's. If you're looking at the principle of the story, it's saying that there's a, there's people who have differences. You could label anything as a difference. <clears throat> they could have a different skin color. It's about the oppression
0: because, I mean, the reality yes, is that about- like it doesn't just exist. The, this oppression does not only exist in the anti-Semitic. What is the word? I can't say it. Antisemitic. An antisemitic, anti-Semitic like, like, way. Like, there's so many other forms of oppression that happen in our world now that we don't talk about. It's not just Hitler and Nazis. Yeah. Like There's so many other ones, and it is supposed to be just symbolic yeah. of this oppression.
1: Yes, yes. I think in that to make commentary on, for example, the armbands, which you know they are done in slightly a bif- different shape to almost like fictionalize it, but it is in reference to real life shit that yeah, happened today. And if anything, it's commentary, like it's saying like these people were marginalized in the story, and like it's not us wanting that to happen. In the f- like, we're not reading it because we're happy that's happening. It's if it, it, we're we're rooting for these characters to fight back, or at least like. Find safety, or you know what I mean? Like, obviously, uh, we don't really necessarily approve of Aaron's decision entirely, but like, hey, you know, they're all trying to survive and it's war, so you know, yeah, I, just, I think
2: Isiyamo is really just if using you still the kind of have of that, of that opinion, I feel like you haven't watched
1: the entire show.
2: I, I think I think Isiyamo is really just using the power of symbolism to show how fear can control mass groups of people, and when you put an armband on somebody and label them as A dangerous person or whatever like it was shown in the show and in the manga the lengths that people were willing to go to dehumanize these people and hurt them so they could have been fucking bitches that just turned into birds whatever the fuck like if they were being ostracized for whatever reason there could have been no fictional power in this universe to Mm -hmm. turn into a monster and the whole point is that there's war between two groups of people one bitch doesn't like the other one. So they're, like, oppressing, abusing, and torturing those groups of people. So when people, mm-hmm. like, cling onto that one freaking idea,
1: I'm like... Or even if you've like- seen the show and you're still clinging onto it, you missed the point. The yeah. point Kinsey just said, the point that Mariah said, like... it. You just haven't read the show. Like, if, if you're just, like... For example, I could say that about, like, you know, I, I brought up The Joker a lot. It's like, oh, should, you know, the author to batman and the joker be ostracized because the joker blew up at a hospital and killed a bunch of innocent people because the author must believe in killing you know people in hospitals like no no he but wrote a villain and that's what happened in the story is you know these people were dehumanized by a you know group of people that wanted to marginalize them
2: yeah and we're not sitting here saying we support Aaron's decisions or the fact that Marlians treated the Eldians the way that they did. That's not what we're saying, you know. It is.
1: It's just a really good story, fictional story that reflects the way that even real life hatred spreads around. And it's a yeah. very real, raw story, and it makes you think. It really does make you think and empathize with like. There's no just black and white good or bad guys in those worlds. Besides greedy like people who are in power, like really, there's not. Yeah. Anyways, I was really glad to get that out of the way because I really just wanted to talk about that for a second. Um, mm-hmm. Do we want to talk about like the final episode itself? Because I know we can, yes. we can do future episodes season by season, but right now, uh, what's relevant is this finale, this movie, and we are going to have to talk about not just the second part but the first part as well. And I believe we start out. Um, don't we start out on like the boat where Armin and Annie are?
0: the The second episode starts when Armin's falling out of the thing. Yeah. No, I in I mean the first one.
1: Uh,
0: the movie part A. I haven't watched it since the first time we watched. Yeah, it. Yeah, I think
1: I think
2: this episode should be more so tailored around the sec the one we just watched. I think yeah. that's and if we have to, if we have to reference something, we, we, we can reference. We can always something. come back to the other seasons. I think in general, the first part was amping up the fa- the rumbling already happened. Aaron did it. You know, he got a Zeke to be able to do it. I think I think we can come back to that one and talk more about like the actual rumbling and how it affected everybody and how they got to stop him and stuff like that.
1: All right, Hanji, we'll talk about your part. I'm dating. just saying, you
2: know, we don't have a lot of time in the episode and we can yeah. always do like a full
1: in. All right, blushing Armin and Annie, we'll come back later.
2: Yeah, we'll come back. We'll come back later.
1: Yeah. Um, okay.
2: Damn. <laughs> Dude, I mean, if, if we wanted to review both of them, we would, we would have probably had to start talking about it by this point.
1: Okay. time. <laughs> So to set the scene, we have some uh, like Annie's dad and Reiner's mom and, you know, some of the people of Ymir and some some final Marleyan soldiers and the rumbling is coming. They see it. And instead of fleeing, the last Marleyan soldiers are like, hey, we're going to try our best like balls blazing. We're going to go and try give them everything we got, because that's all we can do.
0: Everything and we got a like eight, three missiles. They
1: blow up all the bimps. They blow up all the bimps. And they're like, "Oh no, all is lost." And then our boy, Onyokapon, comes in on an airplane,
0: and, <laughs> and everybody universe. jumps out. And then that's a really hot scene with Levi. He comes out of the plane,
2: bro. Straight up when they jumped on. out of the plane, and they did the whole watch this. Bro,
0: my blood was pumping,
2: bro. Like, like the 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 rotation.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that that animation was the top tier. Well.
2: Nobody got breaks during this second part at MAPPA. Bro, Nobody not a
1: MAPPA. MAPPA needed Nappa.
0: MAPPA needed Nappa. Read, I think I told Kaylin, I read a post saying that the, the author was literally begging MAPPA, like, I know how hard this last animation fight scene is going to be. Please, I need you guys to give it your all. It was hard for me to draw, and I know it's going to be hard to animate, but I will He's do like, I didn't yell at y'all person. at
1: he season said, four, part he one. He y'all, y'all made Aaron. sit
0: down and learn how to animate if they don't figure it out.
1: I love that some of the fight scenes reminded me of season one and two shit though. It really did. Like ugh. so good. Them
2: bitches should have their retirement fund. Um I'm just saying. I think Did you yeah. see
1: the video with one of the mappa animators? He had big puffy dark bags dragged like it was so far down his face. It was honestly really sad.
2: I think the rest of them should have like all their finances fixed for the rest of their lives. Like I can't imagine the amount. I, of listen,
1: their wrists are already gone, bro. They're they're drawing. Their dominant hand is already gone. So you need to pay them for life.
2: You need to pay. They they gave their lives, guys. They gave their lives to they that. They gave left their person. heart.
0: Dedicate your heart.
1: Bro.
2: Wait, is it your left hand or your right hand? Well, if you're
1: Irwin Smith, it's gonna be um your your left.
0: Your left,
2: bro. I made fun of that. But it's man. your right hand because your heart is like
0: <laughs> supposed to be more on the left. So you, you put your hand over that your when
2: heart. He died. They would have just gave him his arm back in heaven, but they said no. Ah, bro,
0: when, when you die, God goes whatever imperfections you got, you stick with them.
1: I don't know, because then if I got bit in <laughs> half, like like Aaron's mom, does that mean I'm only half?
2: True, exactly. I, don't think, so. I, I think I think they could have gave him his arm, and I think they could have gave Hanji her eye. But anyways, um, I I was surprised. Yeah, so they come and-
0: out of the plane with this awesome fight scene
2: and land on Aaron's Is that where back. we were at? Yeah. I was uh, interested because I did not really read a lot of the chapters about like how, because I wanted to keep a surprise. Like how did it look like fighting on his back? Like I knew they landed on his little bony ass back.
1: It looks so much better animated than the manga. And, and the thing is, is you can only do so much with black and white but when you put lighting in the mix and animation, <clears throat> anime is peak way to enjoy Attack on Titan.
0: I'd like to comment on Kinsey saying... <laughs> I'd like I wanted to keep it a surprise. Homegirl begged me to spoil the last like fucking chapter. No, shut
2: up. I already knew what would happen. She at just the wanted end to. End. Like, kept, so saying. let
0: me get this straight. You wanted everything to be a surprise except for the end.
2: Yeah, cuz imagine finding out the end. end. Well, like that's basically you know. all that happened. I I just want to know, okay, what happened at the end? Cuz when the manga came out, I was going to know. There's but I was so like so many about online teams. about
1: the end. Like
2: I didn't know anything about Armin being you know snacked up by the oinkapoy or whatever the fuck it is i didn't know anything about i didn't know anything about pete miss poop doing back tucks out of her titans. i told y'all i didn't know nothing
1: about
0: bro we spent a year talking on, on, on oh pete you know what nothing. i missed
1: as someone who read the manga i'm uh all of it every page i just was flying through it i guess i missed that connie and jean turn into titans for a second
2: did y'all see jean's titan People are making, <laughs> people are saying, making TikToks about how sexy his Titan is,
0: and Bro, it, just looks, like, man it just looks
2: like Jean with sharper eyes and more teeth, and he's like,
0: like that's up. what his Titan <laughs> looks
2: like. I laughed.
1: Imagine, like, the John, the had John I John not the ending though, imagine how scary that moment is because Jean and Connie hugged each other like they were gonna die because there's no going coming back from being a pure Titan unless you eat a Titan person. So they sat there, they hugged each other, and they're like. Let's go, buddy. Like, that wasn't like, we'll be right back. Like, we knew that they'll be right back. But, like, they were going to die. That'd be like me holding Kaylin or Mariah's hand yeah. and knowing that we were about to die. Like, like we're about to be Titans for as long, long as it takes. To
2: it, that's for what was crazy. I actually had an existential uh, nightmare in the middle of the night t- two days ago about death and really processing it. And I'm not going to bring up that conversation right now. But I'm just saying, tonight, I don't suggest it. But if you'd like think about how it would feel to look into your friend's eyes moments before you die knowing that you don't know what's on the other side yeah it kept me up for three hours and I didn't know like I have to literally close that thought mentally to continue this conversation because if I think about it too hard I will
1: pass out I'll pass you know, out Vinci, yes, let me please. tell you I, I always tell you anytime you need a vent or get it off your chest you know I always say feel free buddy but this time I want you to take it
0: I want you to bury it deep deep mm-hmm. deep I want you to put it in the box back and you can lock the box, toss the key, bury it deep, deep, deep in, like, the middle just, of the woods somewhere. This is a
2: journey for myself. This I'm just is kidding, a, bro. I'm just kidding. This I'm is a kidding. solo mission. I hope I make it out.
0: Um, I did take a statement from my brother about the anime. He said, um... She <laughs> pulled out the paper. Wait, wait, watch this. Listen, said, listen um, again. Aaron was right. <gasps> uh, Aaron He's is innocent. He said, uh, no, I'm just kidding he he, he was just, just kidding Aaron. when he said that.
2: <laughs> Are you sure I thought he meant it legitimately <laughs> was I have to like call someone for your brother nah, nah, like, yeah he, he said was crazy, crazy. It was it's hilarious like, when he said fictionally, it fictionally, Aaron was wrong. I don't agree with what he did, but when somebody asked me, like, oh do you support Aaron, I'm like, that's my dude and I stand behind him, but I don't actually mean it like I don't actually mean yeah it. I mean so let's he, dive into that like... I mean,
0: from Aaron's perspective in this story that is supposed on Titan. He yeah, felt he like to, this. This was the only solution. That this life. was the correct solution for him.
1: Yeah, and it's not right by any means. But the point of the story, too, because I'm not like I wouldn't make that fucking choice. But like watching either all of his loved ones in his home die, or like others, it's like you just expect him to like stand aside and let y'all come kill him. Like I don't know. It was like that's that's war. It's like we are fighting each other, bro, homies. Like y'all all wanted to kill me, so I have to defend myself, but you know it it, it is genocide it, it, it's kind of big yeah, that's why that's, that's why I, mean, I, yeah. say it
2: more, I say it more of a fictional sense i'm like that's my dude aaron but like i don't actually approve of his actions and in the real world i would never approve of it yeah. yeah
0: which i mean even the truth is is like his friends and family his friends his family was dead his friends didn't necessarily agree with it. i mean when you see him having those moments with armin like armin looks at him like he's literally a, like insane person He's mm-hmm. like, there's got to be another way, and Aaron's like, I've seen every way, and it's not. There's nothing else that exists out there. It's interesting it's too, because so so Jean's sad.
1: character. As I'm rewatching this part, it, you're, you're, I mean, you're right about that. But like, Jean, for a second, was like, well, I guess we don't have anything to worry about. Like, you know, I guess you know the the war is over, and he sat there, and the more he let it sit on himself, he's like, what Aaron's doing is fucking wrong. Like, he at first he was like kind of thinking about self, like, well, we kind of did, you know. We were screwed if, if it wasn't for that. But then he's just like, this isn't fucking right. I can't stand by this. Even if yeah. it means, yeah. you know, more war, even if it means that we don't win, like, you can't that just kill true. that many innocent even people.
0: Even if we're looking at this from this perspective, they are literally children with the weight of the world on their shoulders. Like, 17 year old boy who's child. having to make the decision to decide about 19. the whole world's future. I think he's 19. He's 19. That's still he's a child. A- you don't know better. You're sitting here as a child who has no guidance in his life, who's been scared for his whole life about these Titans that are being sent to kill you. And you can't think clearly. He's sitting here thinking, all I know is I want this to stop and I want my friends and family to live.
2: I think the general had an awesome point when he said, all we did for years was throw our hate at these people and now it's turned its ugly head back at us and sent it like 100 times over. And he had a great point. He said, you know, we can't really be that mad about it. You know, I'm not saying it's awesome. I'm not saying it's cool, but, like, we did that to them for... How many of their yeah. people did they kill over and over again? The Marlians were honestly living in peace, except for the Eldians that lived with them, for a long time. They were just up and using them, Titan powers, however they like. So they kind of got their karma, if you ask me, but, like...
0: I mean, for like, no purpose, like the What back? was their goal, long-term-wise? Like, if Eren didn't do what he did, what was Marley's goal? To completely annihilate the Eldians, Correct.
2: Yeah, it was just to kill everybody in the and, island of paradise and, and then the walls, to yeah. use and on top of it, the Marlins used the Titan power to upset other countries. Yeah. They literally well, used the same power that they ostracized for control.
0: Hear yeah, me because out. the walls wasn't the last spot. There was many other civilizations that they would have been after next.
1: Yeah. Hear me out. We're gonna go back two thousand years. Um to ymir's time when she was a slave a child her whole village was burned down all the elderly were slaughtered she was turned into a slave her tongue was cut out literally the same day she was kidnapped um not only like after she got her power she was raped she was used as a weapon for war do we think king fritz is a great guy no no you remember who his enemy was marley and so who tried to assassinate King Fritz, a Marleyan soldier? And if you look at it from that perspective because they used to be a tribe that turned into a kingdom, they were like these barbarians that went around and just fucking killed, raved, and, you know, pillaged and cut people's tongues out, turned them into slaves. So, I'm not saying modern-day Marley is in the right, but I could see where the root of hatred from Marley towards King Fritz and the the people of Ymir started.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy when you look back at the roots on, like, how things escalated and how it created these two groups of people, like, doing bad things.
1: You know, there was obviously... And it's a greedy person who wanted to be in power and wanted control, and it, like, always starts with that.
2: So, it started off with, who, with back, back, back in the day, were the Marlians more in power or was it King Fritz well, that, himself, even before he had King Fritz was a car.
1: tribe when they started out. Think of, like, a, you know... He's the leader, but it's more like a shit ton of bandits and a large and, tribe. And were they Marley fighting? was like Roman soldiers. They were a big army. And the only reason they got beat is because they were facing a fucking Titan and they did not have any equipment to handle it. And then uh-huh. basically. So you then know,
2: Fritz went from being a tribe to a fucking kingdom by that point when he had the power of Ymir. Yeah. So then the Marlians were like, look at this, bro. Out of nowhere, <laughs> yeah. Then obviously,
1: she dies 13 years after having the power. They she had three daughters, they ate her. The powers multiplied into nine, which, um, I had a theory for as that why that happened. I can't remember the second, but like then Marley got a hold of it, and then we had the Titan War. So, but I'm just saying, even though modern day Marley sucks and everyone hates, you know, the island of parody, like when you really look at the history of like how shitty King Fritz was, I'm not saying the people of your mirror are shitty, I'm saying. Like, the way that the Titan power was used to literally keep killing and pillaging. It's like, okay, well, we're, you know, we hate you. But then, of course, if you keep poking the bear for these people who are like, I I didn't do that. Like, I love that episode where Gabby is, like, roasting, you know, uh, Kaya for all of the sins that the people of Ymir have comm- committed. And she's like, I didn't do that. My mom didn't do that. So, of course, like, Aaron, you know, he... It's it's a retaliation, yeah. But it's also a loop. I mean, it, we all know the whole story's a loop, and it continues.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I think I think the ending was literally so perfect because it's the principle of the theme that if there are, is there any more than one human being, there will always be war, and we were shown there always even, be
0: conflict. Yeah. yeah.
2: Even when the Titan powers were gone. And there was only humans fighting each other with human technology. They still destroyed themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was crazy because I feel like that's like, it's almost like life and death. Like life will always exist.
0: Death will always exist.
2: Like in this eternal
1: cyclical nature. Just like know, love life. will
0: always exist. Conflict will always exist.
1: And yeah. and while people do, like some people who do think that the fact that the people of Ymir can turn into Titans is you know some sort of anti-Semitic commentary, I actually see it more of Power, like for example, in today' real world, like not fiction, we have countries that literally hold such like the technological advancements when it comes to war. Like it has gotten so scary big that if they all decided to push their buttons, the world can end, and that's the reality. And Mm -hmm. I think that Isayama writing it fictionally with these giants, and someone got that power, and someone decided to push that button and killed eighty percent of the world. It's just like
2: literally, Aaron, he has nukes, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he nuclear bombs. He went,
1: Probably. and he kind of even touches on that at the end with, like you said, the human on human war. Like it, it fucking went into like um, some post apocalyptic bullshit right at the very end with the little boy and his dog. But right before that, it was just bombs and shit, you know? Yeah, it's crazy,
0: and I think it's like to the extent, like even if like like Kenzie said, even if it wasn't Titans, like this war will continue to exist. They will find a way to have conflict amongst people.
1: It's mm-hmm. because. Even even though black and white about the sides, we can't look at the countries because there's people in the countries. It really is militaries and those who are in power. And, you know, some militaries are formed to defend themselves from other militaries, but then innocent people on the other side get hurt and then feel like they have to villainize the other side. It's so, like, nuanced yet, like, complicated, explainable, like, the, you know, hatred that certain people have amongst each other. But, like, it's a hatred that continues the loop, you know?
0: Mm-hmm yeah girl um, i'd like to i'd like to backtrack to um mikasa no actually i'd like to go a little further back and talk about armin um i know there's two oh, particular yeah. scenes with armin that really hit home um i'm trying to remember the order they come in let's go with the armin and Aaron scene
1: wait what about armin and zeke that one comes first
0: oh okay i apologize i couldn't remember the order correctly Oh, you're good. Let's start with the Armin and Zeke scene where they're talking in the paths. I thought that Um, was really so
2: beautiful. Yeah, I'm sure
0: Kinsey could touch on it in better vocabulary than I could. But the whole concept of... And this isn't the first time I'm really reflecting on this phenomenon this year. Literally, we take it back 10 months ago when Kinsey made me listen to Josier. I'm sitting here reminding myself how important the little things in life are. Literally... Like I said in the Hosier episode, sitting in my basement dicking around with Kinsey are some of the best moments of my life. And those are so minor to a grand scheme of a life. Like to some people, you know, like me sitting here watching the new gay anime of the week with Kinsey is the time of my life. This is the best time of my life right here. I'm Even famous. though there's so many other things, like I haven't gotten married, had kids, got my own house, like so many things. And so sitting here watching Armin decide to just pick up this little leaf that to yeah. Zeke is a baseball and we're sitting here like to anyone who doesn't know they're like it's just a baseball it's but just to a Zeke, that is such an amazing fun simple time of his life mm-hmm. and and I I know for all of us it like really was an emotional thing for them it's to like have that. in the midst of this battle in the midst of this stuff. death to sit you back and remind you about how simple life could actually be
2: bro can I make a comment about it bro, well well I really loved, like I feel like all of us were like getting older, and we're like having these realizations, like Mariah said with the watching anime with her in the basement, and like it's weird because when you're in that moment, you're having fun and you're not recognizing how much how much it values to you, but like when I think about those memories of watching it with Mariah, only pure pure bliss, only happiness in those moments I felt that way and it's like it's like when you look back and you're like whoa it actually meant even more to me than I knew in the moment. And it's very upsetting, but so with the with the Armin and Zeke conversation, like Zeke having this revelation that those are the reasons why we should keep living. Technically the physical reason we should keep living is to reproduce so it keeps going, but the reason we should mentally, emotionally and spiritually stay are those reasons the absolute like unproductive moments that make no money do no big change to tons of people but you and maybe another person i don't know and zeke is like oh my god he has this completely different meaning of life he completely rethinks you know why he killed all those people and all that stuff because now he has a new appreciation for life and he sees why those people sacrificed themselves when erwin had his gang right up on the beast titan, you know, and he's sitting out of that fucking skeleton naked as fuck. It looked like he was like, uh, it reminded me of like a, I'm not religious guys, but it reminded me of like biblical references of like Adam, like being like reborn, being the first man. Like, I'm not saying he's the first man, I'm just saying he looked reborn to me in that yes.
1: scene yes. of
2: like, I know why I should appreciate life now. And, Mm-hmm. He saw everything so much differently and more beautifully and appreciated those little moments.
0: Bro, man said, look at the sunset. I've never enjoyed this sunset so much. Yes, hey, he Levi. Never,
2: he, he never enjoyed the sunset it. that way because he didn't understand <gasps> the concept pony boy, Armin told him. and then Don't say that. Don't say what? I said pony boy. Oh, literally, literally. And he's like, hey, Levi, I know you'd love to see me. And Levi was like, my one mission like uh but i i kind of i hate zeke to be honest i don't like his character um i love why he's in the story and what he like is supposed to be for the story but i do genuinely not like that man and the fact that it took him all his life to learn that lesson and had to kill hundreds of thousands of people to get there really bothers me so I was very happy when Levi I don't like, like him
1: as a person, but like I like him as like a necessary villain or yes. even character. Yes. Yeah, which is
0: so hard because there are villains that I'm like, I like that character. But Zeke is not a villain that I like. I like him for what he was meant to do. I
1: like him for the
2: plot. Like, I, I love how he was such a shitty villain. I was like, get him, Levi. Get him. And I love how deathly afraid he was of that man because when you meet the beast titan and he's like this op fucking man who nope he seemed like a super super intelligent titan because he was and, and then levi just sliced him up like easy peasy i loved it and i love that he was afraid of this little 5-2 man or however tall he is
0: bro man said everyone told me to keep an eye out for levi who the fuck is levi his his literally worst nightmare for the next three seasons
2: <laughs> i know Literally that man um, lived rent-free in Zeke's head.
1: In his little God. wheelchair. He said, I'm
0: coming for you.
1: Stay gold, pony boy. Stay gold.
0: That was so that was uh <laughs> I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> that that hurt, Caitlin.
1: I'm sorry. Well, okay. Before uh Armin and Aaron scene, there's actually Mikasa and Aaron in the cabin.
2: Okay, so we got hit on that. Actually, <laughs> I think
0: that's after the scene.
1: It's actually not. Did, zo- did you
0: guys
2: zoom in on the on poster? It. Did you guys zoom in on the poster of the cabin and they're kissing in the window?
0: No, <gasps> didn't know that.
1: I need you to send that to me. Um, I'll tell you why because Mika said it, it, it's like a headache, and then the scene cuts to the cabin in the woods thing. Then she kills uh Aaron, and right after Aaron dies, before Armin hugs his head and is screaming. It's the Armin fight, and they have that conversation. He's like, "See you in hell, buddy." And he comes and hugs. Ar- I-, I remember. Okay. Okay. Oh, I remember. Are
2: we Touch right? on it. I don't. I, mean, I don't Pant- have any Pant- comments. Why are you uh, singing? We're here to
1: talk. I don't
0: I'm have like, any comments for sing- the Armin or Aaron and Mikasa scene.
1: Um, fuck you. That's so terrible. Well, I'm I mean, so- I
0: obviously have I have commentary, but you, I know that you guys have more than I do.
2: I About know. what? About what? The the cabin. About
0: the cabin scene. Yeah,
2: I'll just start it off. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so my two babies are in love with each other, and I know it's weird because like the I feel like I don't happens, have a right
1: to start it off. Uh, when I used to say, "I think Aaron likes Historia," that's why I think I no, can't no. start. It off. I got to
2: start it off because <laughs> Kaylin dead ass her whole chest. We would yell at each other. She said. Aaron likes her story. She gets pregnant by Aaron, And I, <laughs> I have the glory to say in this moment that he did not. And that they were so hopelessly in love with each other. And that this was like a long ass romance filled with gore and death. But anyways, I digress from being such a smart person. Um, I, I get very sad with this anime. Thinking about how the conversations that he has with them. Like in paths and in their brains and stuff like that are real but not. Almost like how wind and air, you can't see it, but you can feel it. So you know it's there. Okay. You can't grab it. You know like I mean, yeah, there's like steam and stuff, but I'm talking about regular air. Okay. Like air in itself. You can't Oxygen. Oxygen. You can't like show it, you know? Um and I feel like when I think about this these memories or the way that past work and the way that Aaron just jumps into the little brain and gives them real life experiences yet they're not actually real it makes me think in that way in the way that I think about like the wind and like oxygen and stuff. And so when I think about Miksa having 4 years this ain't no 4 day trip, okay? She had I've four, been calling for two and a half. She had 4 years of memories of with this man making dinner building their fucking cabin fucking every night in that cabin like <laughs> in detail she has those memories Into things. i haven't even
0: known you guys for four years that's how long that is i
2: haven't gotten over <laughs> a, a person that i would well, okay i have now but like there's been people i've dated for a long time that took me four years to get over them so just imagine she had a four-year relationship with this man and then had to cut his head off what like that is my so question. Fun. Is though, is did she
0: remember that relationship prior to cutting him his head off? Just like Armin it didn't weird remember the it, way so that they dead. show
1: it because I feel like everybody got their memories back after the fact, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, got in- so I feel like in the order of the way that they- the story needed to be shown, yes, but I just don't feel like it did.
0: I feel like because she was getting her headaches, maybe she was beginning to not maybe remember but remember the feelings,
1: yes, yeah. Like,
0: a I don't remember the actual detail, but the emotional feelings were coming back to her right before she had to kill him.
2: And then, as soon as she cut his head off, like, as soon as that bitch was flushed it, it floods back. Yeah, and she kissed his ass. You know what I'm saying? And even if you want to say, like, maybe she didn't know the memories right before she kissed him, she still has immense love for him. Like, incredible love, tons of memories of years of being with him, even if she wasn't remembering the cabin memories in that moment. So, I'm sure just like seeing him after so long of not seeing him. She was so excited to see him, even though it was moments before cutting his head off. So it's just like, we were just talking about the cabin, but now we're talking about all the intricacies of, like, having to kill the person you love. Like, that's very sad. But in general, the cabin is something that I'm so happy that Isyama at least gave us. Like, Aaron might have died. They might have not gotten married and had children, but
1: at least they have He already is going to die because of his, you know, 13-year lifespan.
2: Yeah, I'm just happy they at least got four years. That's generous. That's actually really generous to give them time with one another, and those are memories that she can think about and maladaptive daydream about, you know. So,
1: yeah. Um, can since I brought in the Armin Zeke and you brought in that one, can I just bring it in? Y'all could obviously take it off after that. I just want to bring it in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Armin, uh, and Aaron have a buddy, a bromance moment. Like they just, you know, they really let it all out, and it was. The, the orchestra with the whole scene, like, waterworks, I get chills. Um, also, this is the only change that was noticed um, from manga to anime, at least by us, that in the manga, at the end of their talk, he says, you know, go save humanity, and that is really dumb. That's a dumb... Like, that, I feel like that's not something Armin would say. And the fact that Isama works so closely with them on this, like... You know, into the entire show, but especially this like finale, to change it to see you in hell, buddy. Like, Armin's whole thing has always been like to Annie, he's been like, I'm not a good person, Annie. You, you keep calling me a good person. I'm not a good person. I've ki-. like, just because Annie has killed like maybe tons of innocent people in a certain way, and maybe, maybe Armin hasn't as much. I feel like, I feel like Armin's still, I mean, with him being like a, a nuke in himself, he probably maybe has. He's like, I'm not a good person, Annie, just because. You know, you feel like you are because you killed people or you killed me, my people first. I'm a bad person too. I kill people. And I think he's looking at Aaron's atrocities as in who am I to judge? And I'll see you in hell, buddy. Like, it's this, we both did really fucked up things, but I still love you. I still love you and I still care about you. And like, just their moment too, like, they, they got to see all the sights that they dreamed about seeing as a child. They saw the, the fire lakes. They saw... The snow they saw, you know, they got to have that seashell moment um, was also sweet. I feel like it's not like the four years in the cabin, but like they got to go in these like s- this sightseeing moment to see the things that they've always dreamed of seeing. And, you know, their goodbyes were just so like if I felt like I was watching two real friends have to say goodbye. I, to I each can't other.
2: let go of anything. I can I'm clearly a fixed rising <laughs> sign. I have all this mutable in my chart. I love to change. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> because that is the thing I can't get over is letting go of those people you love. Honestly, I know Aaron was crazy. I know he shouldn't have done that genocide and all that stuff. I'm just saying the fact that he knew he had to do it anyways and he even cried. He cried his ass off to Aaron, uh, Armin Armin, saying, I don't want to go. I love you guys. Like, I don't want to go.
1: And like, uh, I, I know why it had to be. He tried happen. to go out tough. He's like, yeah, she can move on or like, whatever. And he punched He's him. He's like, I know that ain't you, friend. Tell me how you really feel. Well, I, well, he didn't,
2: Aaron didn't say like, I know she has to move on. He actually just, he wasn't saying anything. Armin was being the manipulator that he is. And he's like, hey, yeah, after you die, Mikasa can finally get over your ass and actually have somebody and be happy with them. And he was like, <laughs> and, and Aaron was like, no, please no.
1: I love that Armin knows what works with people too. In my brain,
2: I don't care what happened to this anime. Aaron's still alive. He's happy with them. They enjoyed the rest of their lives together. That is what I've told myself, because it genuinely makes my heart clutch. Like, Oh, you know what I've decided I to do? I like a- I have a heart attack when I think about Mikasa and Armin living 60 more years of their lives
1: without that man. I
2: can't do it. I won't allow myself to.
1: I'll tell you my ha- headcanon, Kinsey. Yeah. Um I've decided that Attack on Titan Universe isn't actually Attack on Titan... It's actually, like, a modern-day thing. I saw people make artwork of all of the characters on red carpets and, like, doing some behind-the-scenes shit. And it was all just a big movie. And they're all still happy and alive. And, you know, it's, like, Armin, Mikasa, Aaron, all in their beautiful, like, Met Gala clothes. Like, they're famous and successful. do they
2: still have the same feelings for one another?
1: Yeah, they're still the real. They're still real people. It's, like, Tom Holland and Zendaya. You know, we're great. We're doing great. They're all best (laughs) friends. (laughs) um also there's the the it's like kind of an alternate universe but i think it's like technically same universe where there's the high school versions of all their like his story is a cheerleader uh reiner is a jock Mika says a goth armin's a nerd like you know so there is that universe yeah yeah we can all believe in that universe and just pretend that attack on Titan was a, a fun movie you know a fun movie and they're all still alive and well
2: I feel yeah. the most bad for Mikasa. Wait, in this before we get episode.
0: too far from the Arm and Aaron conversation. Oh yes, I want to talk about it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I want to hear. What do you guys say?
0: Um, something about that scene. One, my brother did say he teared up at this scene. Everyone, the tourist man who doesn't cry. <laughs> um, something about this scene felt like a stamp on an envelope. Like it was like more of the end than like the actual ending was. Like it felt like. That was something where they were really wrapping things up for me. Like I'm sitting here enjoying this anime with you two. I'm like crying, laughing, freaking out at Levi. But something about this scene felt like it pulled me back to earth, and I was like, it was "My goodbye to the holy story. Shit, this really is." <laughs> This is really ending. Like this is really happening. The only other Armin time I'll Aaron. feel that
1: is if we're on a plane and the plane is going down. Like I'm not talking about like safety landing like straight vertically down into a mountain and I would hold both of your hands and Look, like that that's the only way that's I can create that felt. feeling.
0: It felt like so gut wrenching to see them too like really talk about it. I'm like this is this anime is ending right here right now and they're having this moment Where, like, it was a goodbye for Aaron. This was Aaron's sign-off for both of them. Like, saying goodbye because he knew he wasn't going to be back in his form after this. And it felt so heavy. This is my last episode I'm resigning
1: from the podcast in life. On my
0: chest to see them interact in that way. Like, Kaylin said, they were going to all these places and seeing all these things and talking about real life. Like, that hurt. To see them talking about the reality of what was about to happen next.
2: I mean, just imagine sitting in a room... With all three of us, I don't know what Im- imminent thing was about to kill us in the next five minutes, but being like, this will not be the same in the next 10 minutes. I won't be yeah. here. And like, you know, I... it upsets Uh-oh. me. It makes it like watching it. You're so right, Mariah. It felt like the end. And that's why I got so emotional in that moment. Because after that little flashback was over and Aaron was back to being his, you know, long hair, don't it was care. Like a
0: boom, 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 boom. Actually,
2: I didn't, I didn't even think, hold on. Hold on, hold I didn't even think I was looking at Aaron in that moment. The Aaron that I was just looking at in the conversation with Armin, right when the scene ended, I felt like he was already dead. That, Like, I was like, bam, that's the ending. Yep. And I know they hadn't cut his head off yet, but when they were fighting him, I was like, that's the last time they'll have an interaction. That's the last time cool Aaron will be around. Like, it's over, you know? Yeah.
1: Gosh, what was I going to say? Oh, God. what what did you what was your point mariah You're about life
0: it was like it was like reading someone's suicide note
1: i was gonna say an equivalent scene that you know i wasn't as deep about because it's not like characters we knew for a very long time
0: um i'd like to comment so after aaron's dead we see yamir i think this was a very big moment i know it was a small moment in the hour and a half that we watched but like for the storyline it was a big moment for mikasa to stand there with aaron's head and to see yamir standing in front of her
2: After we watched this movie, I literally, the first thing I tweeted about was, fuck Ymir. I think I said, I think I said, I'll never be the same without uh, Attack on Titan. Like, besides my emotions about it, when I made my first commentary about what was even in the movie, I said, fuck Ymir. I don't give a fuck. It's your fault you were hung up over a dusty motherfucker. It's your fault.
1: I can't. I mean, I feel bad for the people yeah, getting wrong. I feel like it's definitely mental. I mean, she had her literal cu- tongue cut no, no, out no, no, as no. a child. I'm not saying she hadn't gone
2: through a lot. I'm yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. why did this girl require seeing an example of someone letting someone else go? Basically, putting other people through trauma that they didn't need to go through. When That's all own- she ever knew.
1: it's That's your own
2: trauma, girl.
1: Like, heal from Aaron- your <laughs> It took Aaron holding her. She was about to obey Zeke. It took Aaron literally telling her, you've been waiting for someone to come and, like, tell you you have a choice. This is your choice, Ymir. And she literally, like, it was the first time you get to see her eyes because before that she had no eyes because she just didn't have her own identity at all. And the only identity she was ever given was bestowed was being a slave. It's all she ever knew for thousands of years in the past. And I get what you're saying. Yeah, like, it, it seems simple enough, but, like, all she ever knew from a child. She was literally like raped and shit too. I
2: mean, the truth is she was brainwashed. I mean, when I look at why Yamir did what she did, it wasn't even that Yamir did it cuz she wanted to. The bitch was just straight up like abused her entire life. All so the fact that she needed to see somebody make that decision because she couldn't do it, I get the point. It just bothers me that like people had to pay with their lives for her to be able to be like Maybe I shouldn't listen to King Fritz. You know, mm-hmm. it just bothers me. I'm like, did people really have to die for you to just learn that lesson? Like, did they?
1: Because I just- kind of like out of out of curiosity, I would love to get an episode or an OVA with the in between time of when Yamir first gained the power of the Titans. Because at the time, she was being chased.
2: I want know so and, bad.
1: And in between the time of her getting the Titan. And them accepting her as, like, hey, you're gonna be our weapon. Like, because how did they get over that? Like, she turned into a fucking giant, and I'm sure she'd had that, like, unconscious moment after where she-
2: I think it's just because she was a kid. Like, she was a kid that was treated like a slave, and then the moment she's getting recognition for something, she can't- No, I
1: know that, but I'm saying, how'd they get over her turning into a giant, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder how they're like, hmm, we could use I this. I don't think
2: they necessarily got over it. I think they saw an opportunity, regardless of being able to understand it or not, and said, we got to lock this down. We got to lock this down. And as soon as we get control over it, we could try to understand it a little bit more. You know? Like, mm-hmm.
1: you know? By the way, isn't it interesting that this all started, like, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the butterfly theory or the butterfly effect, but, like, this all started, this whole story, with... A pig that was let out of its pen. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty crazy.
0: And so it makes you wonder, like, how does the next cycle start? Like, what what triggers this next it shows story? Throws the boy in his dog. Yeah, I know, but like, it, it's not that's not traumatic, like Ymir's story.
2: Well, we don't know. Well, we his don't backstory.
1: know his backstory.
0: That's ridiculous. what I'm saying. I want to know what it oh, is.
1: Yeah, that is true. Like, why is he a boy? Where are his parents? Uh.
0: You know, what's his connection to the world that's in right now? Like, there obviously a war just ended. What is his connection to this next story that's starting? Yeah. Because uh, I would imagine this cycle of Titans, not every story has to be the tragedy that Ymir faced. I'm sure every cycle starts differently, whether it's an extreme tragedy, something minor, or what.
2: I actually saw a Twitter thread that the story is not actually even about Titans themselves. They said that the power that was given to Ymir to make Titans. Yeah. is actually a completely different separate entity. So basically, whoever falls into the tree and gets his power basically manifests it themselves in whatever way their subconscious... You see, I had it. that
0: feeling that it was still just the story of war and conflict. It didn't have to be necessarily Titans. It had to be yeah. some sort of thing that meets this new generation's version of this war of and conflict. Of power,
2: yes. yes. So whatever happens to that kid when he falls into that tree or something... I I would I know it's just supposed to be open ended for a reason, but I was like I'm always like thinking like wow like what well, would it be this time? Would titans come back or would it? I don't think it, they would. I think it'd be something. No, else. they
0: seem like too futuristic of a world for something like titans to exist.
1: Yeah, I I mean imagine a futuristic world with titans though. You know, like that bio you know phenomenon mixed with techno- technology.
2: Yeah, anything. I think it's I think it's pretty cool. Think it's have you guys
1: ever seen the road? the road the one outside my house oh my god yeah. it's a movie <laughs>
2: That's
1: um I'm pretty sure it's the the film i'm remembering but we'll have to watch it one day it's a very interesting because like the ending to of attack on titan gives me the road vibes because basically it's apocalyptic end of the world no sci-fi to it really though like no zombies no nothing crazy I, you don't really know how the world ended and there's literal like I think it's, like, a ton of pollution, you can tell, and shit like that, and not a lot of food, and there's, like, literal cannibals in it, like, where they hunt other humans because, like, you know, there's nothing, like, the only threats are other people, or stealing each other's food, it's, like, really crazy, but I think it's crazy that it's a movie that, like, there's no titans, there's no zombies, there's nothing, like, crazy like that, it's just the threat of one another, you know?
2: Well, I want to make a small comment, um, my, remember when we played that horror game because we thought it looked like Attack on Titan? No, not Attack on Titan. Titan. Little, nightmare. Little Nightmares.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: That game wasn't that scary. It was actually the vibe of the <clears throat> game that made me feel more scary, which was like yes. the emptiness and the grayness and like the lack of community. Like, the isolation of it all like everything was so du- i felt like anything was going to come out of the shadows and kill it felt
0: me very it felt very uncanny and like unknown more than little nightmares like little nightmares yeah. you like understood your path and story with this guy we were like we I don't even say, know what's happening
2: second little nightmares gave more of the vibe that i'm describing with this other game like the environment yeah like, it gave very much like and we know why for this reason of that story but like yeah
1: Maybe, um, like, the little boy comes from a world like that, though, where, like, I don't know, it's post-apocalyptic. That's why I brought up the road. I'm like, maybe it's, like, something post-apocalyptic. It doesn't have to be zombies or nothing, but, like, he could still be in threat and in danger, and people could yeah. still be war. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
1: this
2: is crazy, man. I'm sorry. This show just, like, really gets me existential, and I know that's a solo mission, so, like, I'm um, just, like, keeping it to myself.
1: We could wrap it up with talking about, like, you know like where things ended up? Are there any parts that you guys wish you could have seen more? Oh yeah.
0: I strongly stand by, I wish I would have saw some sort of like Armin and them getting back to paradise. I wanted to know what the reaction was in the wall of like, Hey, it's over. And like, we stopped it. And then like them getting congratulated or whatever. And like just something where I felt like they got to tell their people, their story.
1: Yeah, because I still feel like my heart and my brain is still hung up over the fact that, like, the island is celebrating and they still hate the rest of the world. And, you know, first of all, Mikasa, Armin, all of them killed tons of scouts. And they've already overthrown the military ones. What makes them want to listen to Historia if, like, these criminals came back? I don't know. I wish you're right. Like, I wish I had a closure with that because I still feel really scared in my heart for them. Um, I feel like the Levi ending... Personally, for me, just I, I like that it was simple, but it personally just wasn't enough.
0: It and, wasn't. It, I understand what they were doing. They were trying to show him the symbolic of him being this little boy from the underground who has nothing giving back to because like, I think he's almost like I'm seeing him as like uh, this person that stayed back in a what's it called? Mar- With the Marlies to help them rebuild because that is what Levi wanted as a small person was to give to people who didn't have much. I understood that, but I felt like for how big they made that character to now, it should have been something more. I feel like he just deserved a little more of straightforward explanations of his Maybe like one more
1: scene it. after that where, like, I don't know, he's got a tea shop. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah, just something to show this man finally getting able to feel like he's accomplished life. Mm
1: hmm. I mean, sorry, I I died
0: for that man, everyone.
1: They did really good with the ghost scene, like of his like comrades. They did really good with that. Um, I feel like Gabby and Falco had the cutest ending. They got to end up together, and they were planting trees. Um, And then, oh my god, the fucking Mika's scene with the bird
2: never die recover. Also, don't know if you guys saw this. I watched a little video that you know how it does a time lapse of after Aaron died of his tombstone, like before. Before you see, like, the giant rockets destroying the, the um, new mm-hmm. city, it does a time lapse of all the four seasons ten times, right, before Mikasa shows up with whoever the fuck she's with. So, Aaron said, I want her to at least pine after me for <gasps> ten years. So, there's, te- there's ten years that go by before you see her with another man.
1: Oh, my God. She really didn't jump in it with Jean. He, he gave her she his... Really said, he, you, he, you know, know what? what Jean waited. He, kind of he said... Long? He waited. He said, I'll, I'll wait for you. Um, also, I already told you guys about this over text, but um, all of the like bargaining where we see them all running to the tree and even the story that Armin told about how Aaron was always ahead. Mikasa always let him, you know, win and how Armin always lagged behind. They died in that order. Aaron made it to the tree first. Then Mikasa died. Her tombstone was next and Armin was visiting their grave. I could die. I know, that's so sad. Oh my god,
2: I don't know what I would... Uh, I feel like, why do I watch anime? Oh, because I like experiencing things that I haven't experienced yet, but then it makes me aware that I'll probably have to experience those things at some point. And, like, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't think I like that. Honestly. I don't
0: don't think I'd be friends with Kinsey because she gets really in my brain, and I don't like it scary (laughs) how she talks.
2: It's because I have a Scorpio 4th house. I'm like,
0: cut to the fuck get
1: to the point My scorpio 12th house really be putting that shit in the freezer for me to have later the yeah, reason i we was can't born all... the reason i was born was to run up to this tree i'm sorry oh my god it's time for
2: ripley's
0: medicine oh my god oh my god it's time for ripley's medicine oh
1: my
2: god oh my god it's well, okay so
0: uh kayla's not gonna be here for the next episode guys we'll talk about that more later kenzie what do you want to talk about when it's just you and i next week
2: well the first thing that comes to mind about something that brian and i only watch or look at is midnight poppy land so we could review that we could just talk about how much we like torah but what yeah. are your options what do you think
0: you know we can brainstorm and just surprise our audience
2: why don't we just leave it as a surprise and it's like <laughs> it will involve some sort of character that is dark it better and not be something i hot. want to talk about someone dark and gloomy and hot all right it will got it. include that
0: i got some ideas turned in my head i'll show you some text
2: okay shoot me the yeah. text right now this is oh. when
0: the
1: cancer kicks in and i feel left out when i don't
0: know i'm trying to think like hold on
2: it's, it's all a part of my plan. Because you want to
1: work on her business cards afterwards, we can still stay on the phone, and I'll, I'll yeah. Work on but I need a, I need act, I need a, like a bigger tarot reading. So
2: from
0: who? Um. She just wants one of us to give her a tarot reading. That's what she's implying.
2: Let's see. What so basically, say? Well, she it's will not stay me, on the phone, it's probably we you, Mariah. She will that. stay on the phone
0: with you, but you have to Mariah. give her a tarot card reading. We for
2: should her. do that.
0: Yeah, I'll straight up rewatch.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'll start a rewatch. What are y'all doing?